number two, the book of Luke in chapter number two this morning. And I kind of needed to get a little bit of an earlier start than normal. And uh, I just need your prayers this morning. Pray the Lord to touch us and to help us. Pray his will would be done. And uh, I pray for the touch of God on the preaching today. And God would deal with hearts on an individual basis. This, of course, uh, as I said earlier, is our regular uh, Sunday morning worship service. But uh, also, it's a service that we've set aside for uh, baby dedications today. And this is not a christening. It's not something where it's going to um, guarantee that these uh, children uh, will be saved at five or six or seven years old or anything like that. Uh, they're going to have to make that choice when they reach an age of understanding. Uh, but what it is, is uh, I thought about this. Not only is it a baby dedication today, but it's really a parent dedication. Uh, because that's really what it is all about. And I appreciate visitors being here. And uh, I really prayed. I know there's some biblical examples of parents in the Bible uh, who brought their children to the Lord and presented them back to God. Uh, and, of course, a classic example of Hannah bringing her son Samuel, of whom she had prayed for, and uh, presenting him to God, taking him down to the house of God and uh, presenting him before the high priest. But I want to look at an account in the New Testament in Luke in chapter number two that uh, I don't know if this is, I guess it would be maybe the most famous family uh, that's ever been on planet earth. I would say it would be Joseph and Mary and Jesus. So let's everybody stand. Luke in chapter number two, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 21. Luke in chapter number two and verse number 21. Luke two and 21 and when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Bible said that when the days of her purification, that's Mary, of course, the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. What about that? They're presenting the Lord to the Lord. Said, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them. And said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phinehuel, the tribe of Azur. The Bible said she was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. She was a widow about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God in fastings and prayer night and day. The Bible said in verse number 40, said, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. 
Verse 41, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. Thank you. You can be seated. I do appreciate you standing. Now, I, I wish I had a fancy title this morning, but I don't. But I, I'm preaching this morning on focusing on the family. And the reason that we have these sets of parents that are gathered here this morning to uh, dedicate their child to the Lord. And, uh, and you know, and I understand everybody may not do it this way. And, and really, I like this. I know that it's been done at different churches. But I do not want to deny any parent that say, Brother Randy, we want to make it public that we're dedicating ourselves and our children to the Lord because they understand the importance of the family. And uh, I'll be honest, I, I, I look at across the congregation, I wish that there were some people here and I, I know that my, many people sometimes get providentially hindered and I understand that, I know that, but I'm preaching this morning to try to help our families of our church and these families that have made that commitment with themselves and their children. I wish everybody was here not because I'm the one that's preaching Preaching, but because of the importance of the topic that I am preaching. So I'm going to preach like everybody uh, that should be here are here, and uh, I'm going to preach it like I would by the grace of God if they were here, all right? So I want everybody uh, to get aboard. The more, the more you're aboard, the quicker we'll get out of here, all right? So all aboard, everybody get aboard us, and we'll be all right, amen? Maybe I won't bore you when you get aboard. But um, we understand the importance of the family, and I hope what this will do is resonate in our hearts this morning and let us know how important the family is uh, to Concord Baptist Church and revive our understanding and focusing on our family. Psalm 127 verse 1 said, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh it but in vain. Now, if you'll read that verse above it, it says a song of degrees or a psalm of degrees. And there are 15 of these psalm of degrees found in the book of Psalms. Well, you know, right in the middle of these songs of degrees is this psalm, Psalm 127, that has to do with the family. I don't think that's an accident. I think that reminds us of the centrality of the family and the importance that the family will mean to the house of God and to the God of the house. See, you can't have a family without the Lord Jesus Christ as the central theme and the focal point. He said, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. I thought about when Jesus came down here, he lived as a carpenter, and that means he built things, and he's still involved in the building business today. Amen. He's involved in building a home for the future and he's involved in building us. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. So he's building us a home for the future. Thank God for that. He is building our faith today, but he is building the church. And uh, I've been just come out of camp meeting and somebody will say, well, you know, uh, and, and I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Brother Morgan. He was talking about this is not my camp meeting. This is the Lord's camp meeting. And you hear a lot of preachers, they get up and say, my church, down at my church. And I know what they're saying and I probably said that myself, but this is not my church. And with all due respect, this is not Brother Sammy Allen's church. He would be the first one to admit, this is not anybody's church here on earth. This is his church. And Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he's interested in building things and building a home for every family that's represented today because building strong uh, 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 biblical families is critical 
struggle to the life and survival of this church. Somebody said, as the family goes, so goes the church. I would agree with that because if you've got strong families, and that's what we're really trying to bear down to do, even over the last few months, is trying to bear down and strengthen the things that remain and get our family solidified. You say, why is that? Because there's battles coming. I mean, listen, there's skirmishes and wars that are right around the corner for the child of God, but the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the living God. Amen? And so we need to stay steady. We need to stay right. And the reason Concord Baptist Church is what she is today, here in September of 2023, I'm convinced it's not because of me. It's because we have strong, solid families that have stood with the scriptures, stand with the man of God, stay with the right way, stay with the old time way, because it's the right way, it's the good way, and have decided to walk therein. But I'll say this, as much as God wants to continue to bless this church, the adversary wants to tear down this church. The adversary wants to steal and destroy the families in this church. The destruction of our family, and that is part of Satan's purpose, and we need to understand that. And I'll preach on that probably a little bit tonight. You know, we want to think, and we want to say, and the adversary likes it when I've probably said that. I have said it. When, uh, you know, well, the devil's not behind every bush. I'm not so sure if he's not anymore. I'll be honest with you. I mean, we, we need to understand that we have, we have a warfare going on. We have a battle going on. And he's trying to give place and he's trying to come in and destroy the families of this church. And that's why we need to buckle down. Amen. God be, began to work in the heart of this family. I'm talking about Joseph and Mary. God began to work and God began to design. And God said, there's Joseph and he's a good man. And he's a man of character and he's a man of integrity. And I want him to be able to be the foster parent of my son when he comes down to this earth. He looked at Mary, a, a woman who still had her purity, even as a teenager. You know, that's still right, amen? That's still in the Bible. Every day we're bombarded with news of divorce and pornography and gay marriage and abortion and other moral issues and most of them involve the family because the adversary is trying to handicap God's body and he does it one family. He does it really one individual at a time but then he will do it one family at a time and he wants to, he wants to uh, handicap us at God's body. He wants to come in and destroy the foundation of a godly society. He'll lead you to believe, well, you'll be better off just to get a divorce. You'll be better off to separate from that individual. You'll be better off to break away from those things. I'm telling you, a nation is only going to be as strong as our families are, and that's why we're seeing our nation erode is because we need to get back to the Bible and have a foundation that is founded on the Word of God. Thank God for the families of this church and the families that say, well, I'm just going to go with God. I'm going to swallow real big. I'm going to say, you know what? The preaching's right. The preacher's right. The truth is right. The Bible's right. The church is right. And we're going to stay right by the grace of God. Everybody all right? Amen. All right. You know, I think about this. The only thing Jesus needed when he got here was a mama and an earthly father. That's what he needed when he got here. I tell you, listen. Your children, daddy, your, your children, I, I mean, you ought to take care of them. You ought to be good to them. And I, I, I know that. I understand that. I appreciate that. But I'll tell you what they need. They need a godly mom and dad. Above and beyond everything else, they need their mom and dad to be godly. Because you think about this. When Jesus came in and she found out she was with child, the coming of this newborn child brought joy. 
I mean, listen, I am so glad today when we have children that are born in this church and somebody says, pray for so-and-so, she's with child. I mentioned this the other day. They say, well, pray for brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so, they're having a baby. And I understand what they're saying, but really, brother so-and-so's not having the baby. Sister so-and-so is, amen. And so she needs a whole lot of prayer. First time I went in and Luke was born, I said 10,000 times it went through my mind, thank God I'm not there, amen. I mean, I'm glad that it, it wasn't up to me. But the Bible said in John 16 and verse 21, said a woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she be delivered, is delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. You know, the life and presence of a baby. It brightens up the home. It even made it more of a family. You've got Mary and you've got Joseph but now they've got a baby that is on the way. But not only is he on the way, now he is here. I mean he is a child. It's an exciting time. It'll change your whole household when you have a child. Amen. I mean you say what are you talking about? You don't have a child yet. And, and let me say this. We got some people in here working on families. You say, well, you've got people in here courting. You've got people, you got boys that like girls in this church. You've got some guys that are getting on up close to marrying age and women in here, young ladies that are getting close to marrying age. You got people in here courting, uh, men and women, stuff like that. I say, yes, we do. I want to say thank God for that, amen? Hey, listen, that's natural for somebody to want to get up and when you get to the age of marrying and you need to clear that with your guardian, your, your person that God has put here in the authority in your life, you need to clear that, make sure that it's all right and make sure that it's biblical, make sure they're saved, right with God. There's a lot of criteria that need to be met. But if you find someone and God puts somebody like that in your path, then serve God together. And here is Mary and Joseph. They said, we're going to serve God together. We're going on with God together. And now God has blessed them with this baby boy because a child has been born. There's excitement in that house. This home is no longer for a couple, not only for a man and wife, but now for the baby Jesus. The Bible said in Psalm 127, verse three, lo, children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. I tell you this, we better be careful the way we treat the children. Amen, I, I'm telling you, every child in this church is precious. Now today we're having a dedication and we'll have these families come up short, but I'm come up shortly. But every child that's born in this church, everyone, when I find out that, that, that somebody else is with child, I'm like, praise God. You say, why is that? Because by the grace of God, we're gonna have another generation in this church to serve God and to keep it going. I, I mean, listen, we, we've got a nursery that's back there in the back, and if you need to take your child to the nursery, that's all right. But I'm the pastor here. It doesn't bother me if the babies cry. I don't get, I don't get bent up out of shape about that. I preached at places and they, they haul them off. I mean, I mean, listen, when the service starts, and I know they have junior church. You say, you, you believe in junior church? I sure do, amen. I believe junior ought to be in church. Amen. Right. Hey, we're not going to usher them out. And we have, we have, we have programs like that. On Sunday night, we have people who get together and they teach the kids a lesson. They give them something to eat, something to drink. I, I know people are critical of that. Honey, I'm telling you, if I can get the gospel into a family and if I can tell some child about Jesus Christ and they get saved by the grace of God at a young age, I tell you, call it whatever you want to. Praise God, we'll, get, we'll give them a good drink of Mountain Dew and give them a bunch of sweet tarts and then send them home, amen. <laughs> 
Amen. The Bible said in Matthew 18 and verse 6, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Every child is a gift of God. Crying babies are a gift of God. Babies who might have a special need, they are a gift of God. Hey, I think about this. You know, God trusted Joseph and Mary. God said, I trust you enough, Joseph. I trust you enough, Mary, that you're going to be a mom and you're going to be the dad and you're going to be the parents of my son and you're going to be what he needs in this world. You say, I've got a child that, that maybe not be like everybody else. Well, all I can say is God must trust you a whole lot. I mean, you need to make that commitment and say, well, I tell you, God, I'm going to do whatever it is that you want me to do. Today's a day that we need to acknowledge that our children, every child is created in the image of of God, amen, and it is a commitment that we do this, not a fetus, not a clump of zygotes, not a clump of protoplasmic something or another, it's a child, amen, that's right, Psalm 139 and verse number 13, I'm going to cover it all real good in case you don't come back tonight, Psalm 139 and verse number 13 he said, for thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right, right well. He said, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect, Unperfect said, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fastened, fashioned, when as of yet there were none of them. And then he said, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me. O God, how great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than than, than, the, than the sand. When I wait, I am still with thee. Surely that will slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. I don't think it's an accident that all that in the same context. Hey, thank God for moms and dads who have chosen to say, hey, you know, I hear people a lot of times, well, I don't want to be inconvenienced. And a lot of times that's what that is. And I understand there's things happen in time, but people always, it seems like they always use the exception. I'm telling you the vast majority of people that today that will not bring a child in this world, they just don't want to be inconvenienced. I want to say something this morning. Thank God for my children. There's nobody, I don't have a child in this place right now that has been an inconvenience. Amen. There's been some times that they've kind of been a little aggravating. I'm telling you, y'all just would not ever expect, you wouldn't think this. I'm telling you when Luke well, he was born, Amy and I both were said, my goodness, what in the world are we gonna do? Now you see him, my, my, you know, all mild-mannered and everything. Now, y'all guys that work with him, y'all understand it probably not all the time like that. <laughs> you say, what's it? He takes after his mama, that's all I can tell <laughs> when, when he was in the baby bassinet, I mean, it was, it was like, why? Y'all think I'm, I'm, not, I'm not lying, Emma. I mean, I'm talking about dive out of the bassinet. We're like, my goodness, what in the world? Who is this? I mean, there's no doubt he was a Sutherland. But something happened. I mean, listen, something happened. 
about five or six years, I mean, he just chilled out. I mean, and we was like, thank God, amen, 10,000 times. You say, why'd you tell that? Because I'm telling you, friend, God did that. We did everything we could, but God had to do a work. I'm telling you, I'm not up here as some great theologian to tell you everything about how great parents that Amy and I have been because we have failed and our children will tell you that. But we've done the best that we could. We tried to live according to the Bible. But I'm telling you, it'll take God to do a work. If a child makes it, especially in 2023, it'll be the grace and mercy of God that does that. But it's been grace and mercy all the way. Amen. I'm telling you, the Bible said Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Hey, no doubt the people say, well, you know, Noah's out there and the little kids come running in. Mama, that old mean old preacher out there is scaring me. He's saying God's going to judge us and saying there's going to be rain and, and God's going to rain down judgment upon us. Oh, honey, don't pay no attention to that old man. He's just an old man. He's just outdated. He's just antiquated. I mean, he's a man that's just kind of out of touch with reality. But I'm telling you what Noah did. Noah kept right on building. Noah kept right on driving the nails. Noah kept right on nailing it down. I'm telling you when the rain started to fall and Shem, Ham, and Japheth got inside that ark with Miss Noah, I'm telling you, listen, God, I tell you, them boys said, Daddy, we didn't understand some of the stands you took. We didn't understand some of the things you did. We couldn't wrap our mind around. We kept on driving and kept on going. But I'm telling you, when the judgment came down and it's on the inside of that ark, I guarantee you, Shem, Ham, and Japheth said, thank you, Daddy, for standing. Thank you, Daddy, for preaching. Thank you, Daddy, for doing what you did because without you, we wouldn't be inside the ark. Hey, I'm telling you in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I understand the sovereignty of God and providence of God. I understand he was a lamb slain. I know he was going to Calvary, but he would not have been able to fulfill what he fulfilled without mom and dad. Hey, Amen. these babies are helpless. They need us to help them make some decisions, amen. I'm telling you, you say, well, that's my introduction. So let me get to the message right here. You know, I, I just kind of felt everybody deflated right then. It'll be all right. If you've got something in the crock pot, it'll be okay, amen. It'll just probably be well done. Amen. God's plan for the family. I want you to look at your Bible. The Bible said here in verse number 21, said, and when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, it's a child, the Bible said his name was called Jesus. His name. His name was called Jesus. The Bible said in verse 22, and when the days of her purification according to the law, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. You say, what, what, why'd you bring that up? Because that's God's plan for the family. Hey, these are non-binary people. And these are gender friendly and don't want to call people by their gender. These gender neutral people that have a problem with the Bible. It said his and him and her. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, it's still right. And I may not be an English major, and you can say right there, but praise God, I know what a personal pronoun is. And I'm telling you, a him is a him and a her is a her. Amen. And a baby is a baby. It's a child. Hallelujah. It's a human being. He said this. He talks about uh, Joseph the man, Mary the woman, Jesus the child. There's a movement of removing the distinction between a man and a woman. And it's amazing to me how we have got, I'm not talking about being militant about it. And I'm not talking about beating somebody up over it. 
Amen. I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about there's a man and there's a woman, and that's the way it is. And it doesn't matter what, what news people say. And it doesn't matter what Dr. Phil. Hey, I don't need Dr. Phil to tell me how to raise my child, and I don't need the view to tell me how to raise my child. All I need to do is view what the Bible says. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I, I'm never trying to be offensive to nobody, but I do want to be obedient to the Bible. Matthew 18, verse 4, and he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And the notion of a family now is being eroded, boys and girls, by using just say boys and girls. You're scoffed at about that. And they'll make fun of you saying that's a boy and that's a girl. Well, I'm telling you, it's still in the Bible. He and him and her. Amen. We're losing. We're losing in America because we've lost the semblance of a godly atmosphere. I thought about this verse. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You say, you call them a fool? No, I'm saying the Bible calls them a fool. Hey, I'm not judging them. I'm just telling you what the judge said. Hey, man, professing themselves to be wise. I could take a child in here. I could show, I'm talking about somebody real young. And I could show them a man. I could show them a woman. They wouldn't have to scratch their head and say, well, you know what? I don't know if that's a man or a woman or not. If that man looked like a man and that woman looked like a woman, let me say this right here and run this rabbit real good. That's why that God wants a man to dress like a man and a woman to dress like a woman. There is a gender identity. Amen. All right, everybody. Everybody love your mama. Everybody love your baby. Just telling you, we become far removed from the teachings of the Word of God. In order to continue creation as God intended, that's what the family is for. It's man and a woman. They come together. They have children. Amen. That's what it's for. That's why when somebody that is of the same gender gets married, they can't reproduce. They don't have the ability to do that. So what they try to do is recreate. And I'm not going to get too graphic about things this morning, but you talk about a messed up society. Amen. When, when you, I mean, listen, you'll get more, you'll serve more time. You drive, you drive an old stray dog out of your house and shoot it with a BB gun. They'll call the PETA people on you and the sheriff will have to show up down there because they've got to go when somebody reports it. You'll get all kind of, I mean, listen, they'll lock you up if you run some stray dog out. But I'm telling you what, if you take some child and try to turn it into a toy, uh, listen, they'll pat you on the back. Politicians will try to promote it. Hey, look up in here, amen. You say you're mad? I'm mad at the devil. I ain't mad at you, but I'm telling you, we're living in a, yeah, that's right. Amen. I've got somebody to do that, Brother Ricky. Somebody that would do that. You talking about mess up in their mind. Their past feeling. Amen. They are. Hey, it ain't, it's, my goodness, I ain't never gonna get done. I'm talking about God's place for the family. And until a child is old enough and responsible enough, they need me and you to make choices for them. God gave us a family to teach us about a relationship with him, about how he, as our heavenly father, he'll take care of us. He uses that to teach us about care and about salvation. But God uses a family to teach us about church. 
That's why the church needs to be the pillar and the ground of truth. You cannot truly have a family. You cannot truly have a biblical family without a man and a woman and children. That's the way God designed it. I'm not mad at them. As a matter of fact, we ought to have enough gumption about them, about us to tell them the truth. Amen, we ought to. But until a child is old enough to be responsible for his choices, God's given, hey, listen, God gave, hey, he was obedient. Jesus Christ, I'm talking about the son of God and God the son did what his mom and daddy said to do. Amen, he did. That's wise. Proverbs 22 and verse six, train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So I'm talking about God's purpose for the family, but look at God's place for the family. The Bible said in verse 22, and when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. God's pattern of the family or God's picture of the family, but God's place for the family. What was that? It was at Jerusalem. We know that that is the holy city. We know that's where the house of God was. And I'm telling you, Joseph and Mary, you know, they were faithful to the house of God. They stayed in what God would have them to do. They said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. This baby is not going to take us out of church. As a matter of fact, we're going to take this baby to church. You say, well, Brother Randy, I don't know about all that, but I'm telling you, when you get married and you have a family, you're putting together something brand new. You're putting something together that never existed. You need the church to help you. We need the church to strengthen us and to help us. And they said, I tell you what we're going to do. We're taking him down to his own house. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, I know Cain and Abel raised in the same household, taught the same sacrifice. One of them died without God. One did. That one is in heaven. We understand that Abel, I mean, he is saved. He's justified. Hebrews 11, he made it in there in that great hall of faith. I understand that Cain died without God and is in hell right now. But we cannot control what they do when they get older, but we can control what they do while they're younger and under our household and under our care. They said, well, we're taking him down to the house of God because the choices we make today are gonna affect all of the children's tomorrows. Hey, Psalm 127, verse four. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. You know, I think about the majority of people in any community, they don't attend church anymore. The statistics are just really, it's amazing how many people have gotten out of church. I'm talking about pre-COVID. I'm talking about before there ever was a COVID. And I know I've had it three or at least three or four times. And I know that, that it was something that was created over yonder in China. It was, it was. You can argue all you want to, get mad all you want to, it's created virus. Now, whether it was meant to get out or all of that, I'm not going to debate about you or with you or stuff like that. And I'm not a conspiracist, I'm probably close. <laughs> but, but I'm not. But I will say this, pre-COVID, we saw churches on the decline because people want an excuse not to go to church. You talking about somebody that had all the excuses in the world not to go? Not to go? You know what the number one reason? People say, well, I don't go to church anymore because people there are judgmental and they're hypocrites. Rewind it. Mary, as a girl, she is with child, yet she's done nothing wrong. The same people that's gonna be in church are the same people that when she was found with child 
said, well, you know, she's committed fornication. She's a fornicator. That's the very place that God said, you go down there. People say, well, you know, there's hypocrites down there. Honey, there's a whole church full of hypocrites and Mary and Joseph still went to the house of God. You need quit, but sir, quit blaming hypocrites. Amen, I, that's, that's what I did. I, I blame the hypocrites. Do this with them Saturday night, go to church with them on Sunday morning. I'm telling you, thank God my mind got off the hypocrites. I quit pointing fingers at them. You talking about somebody that had every excuse in the world not to go to church? The number, well, we don't, don't go to church because there's hypocrites down there. And, and I don't want to go down there because all them people down there are not real. And I'm telling you, there is a time now where they don't, nobody want no accountability. They don't want no identity. They don't want any commitment. Hey, I'm not ashamed of the church. Thank God I'm not ashamed. I join this church. Hey, some people want to freeload. Amen. Hobo. Hobo around. Amen. Praise God, it ought, to be good. it ought to be good enough. And I'm gonna say this, there's accountability. We want visitors, you just keep right on coming. We want you to keep right on coming. We're glad you're here. We want you to come back. But if you're gonna hook up with this outfit, you better mark her down. There's gonna be some requirements. There's gonna be some accountability because now you're associated and affiliated with this church. And a matter of fact, if you keep coming and you keep carrying on, uh, uh, there's gonna be some requirements. Hey, when I'm up here preaching today, I'm not up here making suggestions. Man, I'm preaching it. You say, what, if they ended up in church? I'm glad you're in church. Why don't you come back tonight? Well, I, I can't come back tonight. Too far to drive. They walked a whole day to get to church. They walked a whole day to get that baby to the house. Walked. Either walked or saddled up a donkey. Well, I tell you what, well, it's tough this morning. I had to get up and get the, I had to get them horses up. I had to hook them up to the chariot today or the, the wagon. Well, we've got a chariot now. The church is good to us. I mean, we got a chariot. We used to have a wagon. Boy, it's rough this morning, wasn't it, bub, y'all? Going out there and hooking up all the horses and getting all them bridles ready and killing all the wasp nests and it built up in under the horse collars. And I mean, but it's really tough, wasn't it? We can get in a car, put in a key. Well, that's too far to go. That's too far to drive. Hey, that people drive an hour and two hours and stuff like that to go to some ball game. They drive three and four hours, sit on a pew somewhere and sit around. I mean, I'm talking about three and four hours screaming and hollering, carrying on, lay out half the night or go somewhere and hang out half Saturday night, stay at the rodeo all night and won't even come to the house of God on Sunday. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. I'm just telling you, it's right. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Buddy, the church identifies you with somebody. I'm not ashamed to be identified with this outfit. I'm not ashamed to be identified with you. Hey, I'm not ashamed to be. Hey, I'm talking about way before I became pastor here. I never had to bow my head. I never did have to bow my head because a preacher run off with somebody. I never had to bow my head because the church went liberal. I never had to bow my head because the church looked like a nudist colony. Amen. 
Hey, I'm telling you the stuff in the Bible. Hey, I'm going to have to get it. Let me just go on about my outline. You say, well, what did they do? Well, they went to church. All right, so here you go. You're talking about secret? Here it is. They were faithful to the house of God and they obeyed. You don't have to read nobody's book. You don't have to get to Christian psych- psychiatrists or psychologists. They did what God said in his word. Leviticus 12 said, when you have a baby, you take them down after the circumcision. If it's a male, you take them down the house of God. Hey, Leviticus, not Psalms, not Proverbs, Leviticus. Leviticus said do that. Hey, let me say something. When God put it in his Bible, how a man looks and how a woman looks about money, hey, he means that. He meant that. Man, Man. He means it. So you you know what they, well, that don't make no sense to me now. Well, I don't understand that now. I don't, hey, your children not gonna understand all of it. What you gotta do is say, honey, you ain't wearing that. You may have to tell your wife she ain't wearing that. Oh my goodness. Let me get a drink of water. Let me get me a drink of water right here. <laughs> Amen. You say, why is that? Because you're some kind of hate monger. No, I'm a Bible believer. I'm a Bible believer. You say everybody ain't gonna like it. Everybody's not gonna enjoy it. Well, it doesn't matter. Hey, I like to have a good time, but I tell you, above and beyond everything else, but be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. The verses in there about modest apparel, the verses in there about the role of a husband and a wife, I didn't write the Bible. I didn't make it up. The wife, the Bible says this wife is supposed to be, well, honey, now listen, Joe, Joseph, you're gonna have to take him on down there. You're gonna have to take the baby because I gotta work. Honey, I got to work down there and hey, you're going to have to take the baby now, Joe. You understand that, Joe, I, I know that, uh, you know, the carpenter business is slow and, and I understand down there at the workshop, everything ain't going good. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to get out and get us a job try to help make ends meet. I'm sure glad that Mary didn't have that kind. You know, when Mary didn't say, well, i tell you what I'm going to do, Joe. You just stay there and you take care of the baby and I'll go out and be the breadwinner. The Bible said this. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2 and verse 4, said that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chase keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Hey, we got single moms in this church that have to do what they have to do. I'm not talking about that. Why is it when somebody gets mad and bent up out of shape, they will always take the exception. Are there exceptions to the rule? Absolutely there's exceptions to the rule. Absolutely sometimes you get a, you get a husband that's sorry, that won't go out and work, that won't generate income, that won't take care of his family. Every once in a while, you're going to have that. Every once in a while, you're going to have a nanny and papa that has got to raise that child because mom and dad have split up or because sin has separated and wrecked their home. I know that. I understand that. But that does not change what the Bible says and the biblical principles taught in the Bible. You can't expect it to work out when you're going contrary to what the Bible says. I can't. You can't either. 
Amen. I'm telling you, listen, I wonder if that's what's happened to this generation. I believe it is. I mean, Mary and Joseph, they were Jewish people. They were required. I mean, we, we, we expect children to turn out right when we don't raise them right and teach them right. They were faithful. They did what God told them to do. They got past the struggles. You know, Luke says this. He explicitly says, Joseph and Mary take the option that's provided to poor people. Why is this mentioned? Luke is very careful to mention this. Why did he mention this? Said in verse 24, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. You know what Mary and Joseph were? They were not people who were affluent. They were people who were barely getting by. Barely getting by. Hey, you know, my, when, I, when I see people drive to church, when I see them make the sacrifice, when I see them take things where they could, they could go and they could, they could spend money and they could say, hey, let me say something right now. If you're struggling and you're having a tough time, you don't need no iPhone 19. You don't need the latest, greatest iPad. You don't need the latest, greatest tool and toy. You don't need the latest, greatest fill in the blank. Amen. That is right. I, hey, listen, we've all struggled. And I'll be honest with you. You know, church, and again, I say this a lot. Church is good to us, but I can be touched with the feeling of your infirmities. Hey, we, we spent 15 years living from really from week to week. Chicken one week, feathers the next. Hey, I wouldn't take nothing for it. I appreciate the fact because I know where you're at. I've been right where you're at. Hey, but I'm going to tell you right now, the Bible's still right and it still works. I said, well, you know, it's inconvenient for us to do that. It's inconvenient. Well, I wonder how inconvenient it was. They saddled up the donkey. Hey, hey, mama, what about this? She's just fresh from having a child. I mean, I'm talking about probably the most comfortable ride wouldn't have been riding on the donkey down there to church. But we got it tough today, don't we? Rough, ain't it? You know, sitting down in all these nice padded pews, air conditioning. Here's Joseph and Mary, honey. We got to go to church. Them same people that pointed our fingers at us, them same people that are hypocrites, them same people God wants us to go down there to that place and be in there with them. I'm going to tell you what people's problem is. They just don't want to get right with God. They just don't want to get right. Hey, I'm telling you, Brother Jamie, when, when I sit there at my house, the devil throwed up everybody in my face about this and ain't real and that and ain't real and he's a cussing deacon and she's a whatever. And, the, and, and listen, right, if, you got, if you're mad at me right now, if you're upset at something that I've said right now, mark this down. That's not God doing that in your mind. That's not God telling you that. You say, how do you know? Because we got people in here, and let's just be very transparent, all right? We got some people in here. When they first come here, when some of y'all first came here, I mean, <laughs> when some of y'all first came here, that's just, I mean, it was, a, it was a, and I'll be honest, they sometimes were, I was, I was about afraid to look at somebody. Amen, I, I really was. You say, why is that? Because you say, mm, mm, man, I 
I don't know how this is going to sit. This ain't going to go over too well. Good night. We're dedicating some of their babies this morning. Hey, honey, it works. It still works. Praise God, I tell you what you need to do, just swallow real big, take it real good, wash it down with some good Holy Ghost, amen. Get in the Bible. I tell you what it'll do, it'll help you. It'll work, amen. Get up here and I mean, I'm telling you, preach against everything that moves. I've done a little bit about it today, but I feel pretty good, amen. I'm feeling a lot better. You say, why? Because I've seen it. I've seen you respond. I've seen you just swallow real big. I've seen you say, well, you know what? I don't know if that's right or not, but I'm gonna try my best just line up with it, try to get right with God and try to serve God. You've had babies. You've got new jobs. You've got new houses. You say, well, is that cause they followed you? No, it's cause they followed this book. If you will follow the Bible, God will bless you. Hey, man, thank God, hallelujah. Hey man, that's God. They got past their struggles, friend. You say, well, that's hard. It's a struggle. Hey, it's hard getting up and taking the baby down to church on the back of a donkey. It's hard to walk all day to get to church. It ain't hard to stick your key in your vehicle and praise God, take your kids to church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The biggest hurdle you're going to have to get past, well, what's everybody going to think? What's everybody going to think about this? Come in church. The first thing, first thing you come in, and, and I hope you didn't do it today, but you may have. You come in and say, well, man alive, I, if I can just get through here and get this thing over with, and get, I'll get back to somewhere. Where are you going back to? Where are you going to go back to? I know we ain't that the only game in town. We're not the only church in town, but this ain't a game. What I'm talking about raising children is as serious as a deep vein thrombosis. Hey Amen, that's a blood clot. It's as serious as anything that me and you will ever do is to endeavor to raise a family for the glory of God. You know what, they were so serious about it. They said, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what we gotta go through. I don't even care if we gotta deal with a couple of hypocrites down there. Joseph, do we really have to go? Yeah, honey, we gotta go. Mary, that's what the Bible says, honey. The Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Number one, you ain't right with God if you're not in church. You're not right with God if you're not in church. Regular. Regular. And you will not, you will, stay, you will backslide if you don't stay in church. You'll backslide if you're not under preaching. You won't grow like God wants you to grow. God didn't just save you to put you on your stool or do nothing. God saved you to use you. There's strength in the house of God. You say, well, it wasn't too encouraging. Well, I'm telling you what, they went down the house of God. When they showed up with that baby, they was one person got a blessing. I ain't got time to preach all this. I preached it, but I'm, I'm preaching another message now. But Simeon come in, they bring in the baby Jesus. Everybody probably didn't get happy about it. They probably was some old Pharisee in there. What in the world are they doing in there? Let me say something. I am, well you, well, you believe it. If you don't believe, I'm glad you're here, then you're listening to the wrong voice. You are listening to the Amen. devil. 
I'm glad you're here. I want you here. I want you to come back here. But, but, but we ain't changing what that Bible says. We don't change the Bible. We let it change us. I'm glad you're here. I want you to be here. And they said, we got to go down there. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what. They was one. They was one man. But as a matter of fact, there's two of them. They was a man and there's a woman. And buddy, when they come in with the baby Jesus, they probably was like, what in the world is she doing in here? What's he doing in here? Cedric? Well, what in the world are you? What's you? What, what he doing in here? What, what's she doing in here? You mean you'd allow him to come to some place like that? You mean you'd allow her to come in a, to, to this church? You mean to tell me you would allow somebody that's got a criminal record? You mean to tell me you would let somebody that has a checkered past? You mean to tell me that you would let a lady come in your church that at one time was fill in the blank? <laughs> the answer to that is yes. And such were some of you. Hey, buddy, I tell you what, you may think, you may think everybody's got it all together, and you may look at me and say, man, I'm telling you what, that guy is just absolute. He's got, hey, I don't have it all together. That's why I need the church to help me get it all together. That's why I need the people of God to help me get it all together. You here this morning, this first time you ever been here. Honey, I know the I know the record of some of the people in here. Hey, if God held that against me and you, I wouldn't be in church, and a lot of people in here wouldn't be in church. Thank God, amen. We come to church. We got right with God. And then God put us somewhere where the man would tell us what the Bible says. Man. People come in. I mean, listen, this ain't the first Baptist. <laughs> That's a pretty rough crowd in here. I mean, they some pretty, pretty, I mean, listen, I'm talking about, that's what I want. I mean, listen, I, I'm talking about the, the meanest, ugliest. I'm talking about most, hey, that's what I like. I like them meanings. I like them rough ones. I mean, I really do. Because you get them saved, man, a lot of they just, they just love the preacher and love the word and swallow real big and, you know, throw their, you know, those CDs on, on the way out and burn them and stuff like that and say, man, I wish I hadn't done that. And then just keep on growing and, 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 and then keep on staying on the preaching and they get their theology right and then they get in the Bible and then they start reading the Bible and then it goes through them and then it get, helps them and then they, then they'll start getting higher cut and it'll go from here to here to here to here. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it works. Everybody here in the church, everybody at that, where they took that baby Jesus, they didn't have it all together. As a matter of fact, I'll say this this morning. I believe there's probably more people in this church that are right with God than they were the day that Mary and Joseph took, them, took Jesus down there where them people were. I'm talking about the people that lied on her. I'm talking about the people that maligned her, mocked her, Joseph and Mary. Joseph, why in the world are you staying with that woman? Why are you staying with Mary? Because he said, what God has joined together, let not man put asunder. Well, that's a whole other message right there, brother. And man, it's just right. You say, did it, did it work? Hey, again, now I know there's some things that were that unavoidable, unavoidable. I know that Jesus was headed to Calvary. 
but they, you say, what was God doing in their life? God used them to prepare a servant. God used Mary and Joseph to prepare a servant. They came in holding the Savior of the world. When we bring these children up here in just a moment, we bring these babies in, you do not know. The next, pa- I, I don't know, the next pastor of Concord Baptist Church, I don't know. The next one on down the road, if the Lord don't come, the next pastor of Concord Baptist Church could be the individual that we bring down and the mamas bring forth. I can promise you who it won't be. It's not going to be Kylie Ann. <laughs> if she is the pastor of this church, then everybody's straight way away. And I'm not alive. And probably the next man's not alive. You don't know. You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not holding God in my hands. You're holding the gift of God in your hands. Them babies. Look at there, there's Ruth with the old baby girl. That's right on cue right there. Did you do that on purpose? Brother Ricky, I guarantee you ain't done nothing but squalled since the baby got here, have you? I mean, he's squalling right now. He said, if you only knew. That's right, amen. Gift of God. They're holding the gift of God for the world. You know what you're holding? If you've got a child, God's trusted you. They're a gift from God. You say, they may not save the world. No, but I'll tell you what's probably going to happen. That fella down there at the uh, grocery store or the fella down there at the work assembly line or the fella down there at the fire hall or the fella down there at the police department or the fella down there to fill in the blank, Walmart, dollar store, wherever. Hey, somebody got, you got saved because somebody got you the gospel. Well, somebody had to get that person to Jesus himself. It perpetuates, it keeps going. All right, and I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. A pattern was set. A pattern was set. Read it. If they take the baby Jesus to church, take him to the house of God, dedicate him to the Lord, Simeon is blessed. God is blessed. Read it. All right, then, 12 years later, on down the road, ever how old Jesus was at this particular time, you read different things, I ain't gonna get into all that. Ever how old he was, probably, you know, obviously newborn, pretty close to being newborn. 12 years later, you know where he's at? He's down there at the house of God. Twelve years later. When they couldn't find him, you know where they found him? Hey, they found him at least where we, last, last time we seen Jesus, he was down there at the house of God. First place they found him, they said, well, I tell you what, I don't know exactly where he's at, but the first place we need to look for him is at the house of God. First place we need to go look, go down there at the temple. Joseph, Mary, somebody said probably, more than likely, he's gonna be down there at the house of God. You know what he was? He wasn't a newborn babe. He's down there 12 years old talking theology. Where'd this young man get all this knowledge? Again, I know he's God manifest in the flesh. Where did he get all this knowledge at? How did he learn all this? He learned it way back when. When he got old enough to understand, I'm talking about the Lord. The Lord had to go to the house of God, amen. 
when they had him, started out at church, ended up and as a 12-year-old boy, he's at church. Starts his ministry, John 2, he's at church. Last place he goes, house of God, Matthew 21, that's in the Bible. You say, why is that? There's a pattern set forth. Church is numero uno. They didn't take him down to the lake. They didn't take him down to travel ball. They didn't take him down there for a basketball tournament. They didn't take him down there to, to go on the lake. Hey, they're fishermen. That's what they did. They enjoyed fishing back in those days. But I tell you what they didn't do. They didn't, throw, they didn't cast their nets on, on the Lord's day. And I understand it's different than what it is right now. But I'm telling you what. You make, you, you, I'm telling you. Hey, you say, well, you know, we're going this and we're going there and we're going on this vacation. I'm not talking about taking vacation. Take a vacation. Amen. You don't have to put up with me for a Sunday, but you ought to go somewhere. Amen. It'll be a vacation where you say you got to endure this preaching for a Sunday. Praise God. Amen. I'm not against you going on vacation. But I'm going to tell you what, them kids see what's a big deal to you. He didn't take them down to the lake and they like fishing. I like fishing. They didn't take them down to the racetrack on Sunday. Amen. They didn't take them out and lay out half the night Saturday night and then come dragging in and racing out. Amen. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. They were preparing a servant. They pleased the sovereign. They pleased the servant. Amen. And they set the pattern. 